Welcome to Matter of Principles, a podcast from the Association of Washington School Principals. We've got some original podcasts in our feed. The podcast you're about to hear is the audio from an episode of AWSP TV, our talk show for principals. Make sure to tune in to our live episodes and catch all of our shows by subscribing to our YouTube channel. In the meantime, enjoy the audio from this episode of AWSP TV. Hey, welcome to another edition of AWSP TV. We are so excited to have a special guest in our studio today, uh, Yokiko Hayashi Sagio from the Washington Student Achievement Council. Hello, thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, we are just pumped to have you here today. So um, we have a whole audience of principals and other school leaders watching this, and uh, I'm hoping that by the end of this episode, they'll have a clear understanding of what the Achievement Washington Student Achievement Council is, mm-hmm. and all the incredible programs within your organization. So coming from the the high school principalship myself, I think maybe I'm gonna start with just a basic question, which is, who are you? Mm -hmm. And what is the Washington Student Achievement Council? If you don't mind, just starting there. Absolutely, so first, I'm Yokiko, and I have been working in higher education for the last 10 years. I currently work doing the communications and outreach for the College Bound Scholarship, but I love working for the Student Achievement Council. And the Student Achievement Council really is sort of, I like to think of it as a place where students get transition support. So once they're leaving their high school experience, transitioning into post-secondary, so whether that's pursuing a two-year degree, four-year degree, um, we have adult returning students, really essentially supporting students as they get ready to pay for and go through their post-secondary options. And we we do state financial aid, we do policy work, and really try to think about how we can better support students in Washington accessing higher education. So you're kind of like that organization that sits between the K-12 sector mm-hmm. and higher ed, like yes. really trying to link the two. Yeah, I kind of like to explain it as where OSPI sort of hands them off, we sort of kind of help them support as they go through either to the independent colleges of Washington, the two-year colleges, or even some of our public colleges. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Did you happen to bring any money today to help my son get through the last three years of school? Oh, I would love to hand you a personal check, but yeah. I didn't bring a checkbook. I don't use those anymore. But awesome. I would love to help find more opportunities to help him pay. Thank you. Uh-huh. And uh, you and I were chatting beforehand. I have to just throw this plug in. You're an Olympia High School uh, Go Bears grad. That's right. 2005. It's quite a while ago. Yeah, I was not quite a 2005 grad, but I was a Bear grad. That's but we'll awesome. just keep the, the grad year silent. silent. <laughs> I also live right by my old high school. I can hear the bell ring uh, from my backyard. It's pretty great. Well, right on. Yeah. So let's jump in. Uh, Let's start by talking about uh, the Washington College Grant, if you don't mind. Absolutely. So I'm really excited to talk about the Washington College Grant because it is an expansion of state financial aid. It's a new opportunity. It's a real investment from the state into Washington State students. So it's expanded who can receive grant aid in Washington, and it's now guaranteed. So before, when we would have the conversation about when students are coming in and they're trying to apply for college admission, and they're thinking about, well, how do I get there, and then how do I pay, the conversation was, you got to hurry up. It's first come, first serve, we have more students that have need than we have the ability to pay for. And with Washington College Grant, that's no longer the case. So students now have the ability to apply for financial aid without worrying about those priority deadlines. It's not first come, first serve. And we can serve more of our middle income families to be able to have access to grant aid instead of just loan opportunities. So it's a really awesome investment from the state to our students. And we're really excited to see the class of 2020 be our first class to be in this fully funded program. So how are you getting information besides being here today? Oh, yeah. Um, 
into that K-12 space? I mean, what, what are you, what are some of the roadblocks or barriers that you're seeing that we can help with? So I think something that's really important is just knowing that the Washington College Grant exists, getting more students to access financial aid. We see that a lot of students talk about financial aid or have someone who mentions it to them, but they don't necessarily know what the process looks like or what resources currently exist. Um, and in our office, we have the 12th year campaign, which has been in existence for quite a few years, but this is a great resource to have students be talked to and have uh, opportunities to do different um, sort of program pieces. They can connect through their counselors. They can talk to their principals about, if I want to apply, what do I need to do? And if you didn't know before, we have everything ready, already established through our 12th year campaign and our Aim Higher initiative. So if you had your perfect world, mm -hmm. when would you love to see the K-12 space you know, engaging kids in these conversations around the Washington College Grant? As soon as possible. Uh, we talk about the college-bound scholarship in middle school, and I like to think of the Washington College Grant is sort of the supplemental component for students who maybe didn't access college-bound in middle school. We can talk about the Washington College Grant. So starting earlier rather than later, when we're really just talking about how do we access higher education and how do we pay for it, no longer making it a scary topic, but making it a comfortable and accessible topic about when you apply for college, you're going to have to pay for it. How do you pay for it? There's so many different ways you can do it. And first step is to apply for financial aid with either the FAFSA or the WASFA if you're here in Washington State. Oh, right on. Mm -hmm. Anything else on the Washington College Grant? Outside of please get your students to apply for financial aid, we can't do it without people who are working in a school directly with students to get the message out. Do you hear that, principals? Yes, please have them file a financial aid application. <laughs> awesome. So why don't you talk about AIM Higher? Yeah. and uh, financial aid application completion. So AIM Hire is our initiative. It's sort of a big picture overhaul of how do we get more students to access financial aid applications, to get into the process, and to kind of inform it from a larger perspective. We have been doing the 12th year campaign. We have been doing outreach. But now with the Washington College Grant, we've enhanced what this looks like. We want to get more students to complete a financial aid application, either the FAFSA, which is the federal form, or the WASFA, which is for our undocumented students. And so AIM Hire is really this big project that we're embarking on for the class of 2020 and beyond and in encouraging those students to apply for financial aid. So that's sort of the terminology that we're using. We're doing workshops, train the trainers. We are engaging with individual outreach to school sites um, and to folks in our communities to help get the word out about how to get students to apply for financial aid. In terms of financial aid completion, we have a really comprehensive program that's available to students, but we don't have enough students applying for fi financial aid. So our goal is to increase the number of students who access aid by applying for it. I always say you don't get financial aid if you don't apply for it and you don't know what you're eligible for unless you apply for it. So you can't get the Washington College Grant without applying for financial aid. So these two things work hand in hand and mm -hmm. we want students to access it, but first they have to do the application. So where does Washington sit in the country on uh, FAFSA completion? Not very high. So I would say that last year we were ranked at 48, and we'd like to see ourselves That's move. good, right? Yeah, well, 48 among you know 51 entities. So <laughs> we could be a little bit better, and we're on a trajectory to have more students apply or more students complete and move us up. And our ultimate goal is not necessarily about number rankings, about making us number one, but it's about having students access the opportunity. And if more students apply for financial aid, and that happens to coincide with us moving up in the rankings. We'd love that, but we don't want to necessarily see students not take advantage of opportunities. So it's crucial for us to be able to have students engage in financial aid work, being informed, and having our school staff, our principals know how important it is. 
Have you seen any uh, great examples out there of high schools or districts doing some pretty creative or innovative things around FAFSA? Completion, yeah, absolutely. We have a I mean, just in case somebody's watching this yeah. and they want to call up a principal and say, "Hey, I saw this video and your mm -hmm. name was mentioned, your school was mentioned. Uh -huh. What are you guys doing, and how'd you do that?" Yeah, I would say actually one region that we've really been fortunate enough to see the good work that they've been doing, and it has informed some of the best practices that we use, which is in the peninsula area, so around Kitsap County. They've done some really great stuff training up their folks, and they call them FAFSA or financial aid navigators. So they had their sort of grassroots work around support and getting people prepared and trained to support their students. And so they sort of came up with that term, navigator, and we really liked that and we want to give them um, sort of recognition because they gave us the idea to think about how we could expand capacity by providing train the trainers and getting more people as financial aid navigators. So they're doing really great work. Um, and across the state we're seeing a handful of districts that are just exceeding because they have large populations that they're supporting or that they have a good number of their students in their senior class completing a financial aid application. Yeah, I've, I've seen uh, high school principals really taking on like uh, FAFSA nights or mm -hmm. FAFSA weeks or, uh, you know, a whole month-long mm -hmm. theme. So um, other district names you want to throw out there that people could look up or? I can't think of like... Specific. A specific one That's off okay. the top of my head, but I know that I was looking at our financial aid dashboard. So we have an interactive dashboard, and I saw yesterday some of our schools that are doing better from year over to year. I saw Seattle was doing really well. Um, I saw that in the Spokane area they're doing pretty well. So I kind of took a quick peek yeah. at who is in the green. Can anybody get on that dashboard and look? Absolutely. The dashboard. So if I'm a principal resource. and I'm curious. What's mm -hmm. my own school's completion rate look mm -hmm. like, or my district, yeah. or my neighboring high schools? Yeah. So we have this really great interactive dashboard that you can go on, and we have it sort of displayed. It's displaying data in a few different ways. So you can see it in a sort of heat map base. So it tells you green means good, right? So green, the darker the green, the better the completion rates are. And you can see it based on the education service district. So we have them listed by ESD. We have it listed by district itself. And so you could click on your ESD region, you can click on your individual school district and compare yourself com to different components in your specific region. That is awesome. And just in case I was technolo technology challenged, mm -hmm. Where would I go to just find that dashboard? It's on our WASAC webpage. So we have, if you were to go to our main WASAC webpage, you can see there's actually a little snippet of our map. Click on that and it'll take you right to the dashboard itself. And it's a really great, easy and intuitive resource because it allows you and it makes you want to click on the button to say like, why is this green or why is this yellow or why is this not a color at all? That's awesome. And I'm assuming yours is as easy as ours, awsp.org. Mm -hmm. Yes, I would agree with that. <laughs> awesome. So. You've got this other um, tool out there, resource, mm -hmm. called OtterBot. Yes, I love OtterBot. Well, I was thinking about OtterPops oh, first, see, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. but that's not what we're talking about. Today. No, no. So OtterBot is this really great resource that we started this last November. I actually remember because it was November 13th, and I'm the person who sent out the very first batch of text messages. So. I'll never forget. Uh, but OtterBot is this really great texting campaign or texting resource, I should say, that we have available. We started with our college-bound seniors, so we had a good pool of about 9,000, 500 students that we texted, but it has the capability to do text messaging with students 24-7, and it's artificial intelligence. So it's this bot that we've talked to and trained about how to ask or answer students' questions around financial aid. So it kind of allows a student to engage through a tool or a medium that they're really comfortable with, which is their phone, doing text messages, and they can ask any question under the sun about 
uh, financial aid. It has information about the different types of applications. So it has information about the FAFSA and the WASFA. It also talks about college bound how to prepare students or what documents they need when they apply for financial aid. Um, and what's really great is that sometimes students feel more comfortable engaging with their phone than asking an adult that they know because they're unsure of, well, what does this answer mean? Or maybe I feel more safe using my phone and just doing it after school, but then they can go follow up with their counselor or their principal when they go to school. So it's nice to just have this additional layer of resources so then it can help lighten the load for your school staff. So again, if I'm a high school principal and I'm watching this and mm -hmm. I want to get um, all my juniors mm -hmm. engaged in Otterbot, what do I do? Wait until next year. So we have this sort of targeted for our high school seniors. So the right. class of 2020 is where we're starting. We're going to get ready to transition into the class of 2021 in the near future. Students can text into this service. So we do have a website, the College Bound, excuse me, the Washington Student Achievement Council website has an Otterbot uh, website where you can go in, you can see what some of the messages may look like, you can see what our flyer is, and you can see the phone number that you can text into to get into the Otterbot itself. But at this point, we're working with seniors. It could expand later, but we'd like to support the financial aid process as they're going through it. Wow, that's great. Mm -hmm. That's an exciting uh, modern day tool mm -hmm. that uh, should make a huge difference. I'm really excited about it just because it's through a medium in which we know that students are actually going to engage in. Um, you know, it's hard enough to get adults to read their emails, so it's really kind of a ridiculous expectation that our high school seniors would want to read an email from our office. We'd think that they'd like to text a, a bot better. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Tell me about the College Board. So the College Bound Scholarship is the program that I work for, and I think what's really important about College Bound is that it has been in existence since 2007. It's that early commitment of state financial aid to students who apply in middle school. And it has been sort of this college-going culture building piece. We have it starting in the middle schools. We're having those conversations with students and their families. You said middle school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I think what's important is that College Bound starts in the middle school, and then before we used to say that that was guaranteed for students. And then when we get into high school, we remind them about what the College Bound Scholarship is. And before, it would say that the real thing that we wanted to encourage students to do was apply in middle school and access that aid early because we couldn't guarantee that the state need grant was available. But with the Washington College Grant, it's now kind of filled in that gap where students couldn't get served before. So I like to think of it as College Bound is still a vital resource for our students in Washington State. It starts that conversation earlier. And then for our students who maybe come into Washington after ninth grade or after 10th grade, but still want to access state financial aid, the Washington College Grant is their resource. And it provides a little bit more opportunity for students to be able to have flexibility in what their award could look like. And they don't necessarily miss out on anything. They still have something available to them. So if you were to say something specific to my middle level principals out mm -hmm. there who um, may not have all the information or want more information, mm -hmm. what would you say to them? Reach out to me. I'm the college-bound person. So if you want to get more information about what your college-bound sign-up rates are, what your financial aid um, access is for your students who maybe started in your school or looking forward to kind of how you have the college-bound conversation, please reach out. I'd be happy to do anything that you need. And are you seeing, as you look at statewide data, districts that have higher rates of students landing in this category or? Yeah, so every year we send out a report in January okay. and we actually do, we call them uh, college bound gold star schools. So our schools that are above the average rate of college bound signups, we, we send them an award because we want to recognize the hard work that's happening at the school. Um, so those come in plaques that we send out directly to. Um, oh, great. 
directly to our folks that do really well, because we want to recognize the hard work. Just like financial aid, it doesn't happen on its own. It's dedicated folks who are in the school, working with students every single day who make it happen. And so any way in which we can recognize what's happening, we want to. And so each year in January, we send out the reports to give you an update as to what's going on. We send it out to superintendents. We send it out to schools to see sign-up rates. And we include financial aid information as well. And then we send out another set of uh, data, kind of point-in-time financial aid data in the spring. So is there an interactive space that they could also get on and look, just like with FAFSA, just mm -hmm. if they're poking around and say, well, how's my school doing? Yeah. So we definitely have the college-bound portal. So okay. that's where you can go in that's and you can see that. Be. Yeah. And it's really important for us to have data sharing agreements turned in. So if I could put in a plug for financial aid dashboard to get more detailed information, you can go through the portal so you can identify individual students who haven't completed an application or who have completed with errors. So for financial aid, it's a really powerful tool. And then for college Bound, you can track where the application is, when it was started, when it was completed, and all of the information in there. So that's really pivotal to your counselors or to anybody who's doing the college-bound completion work and financial aid work to turn in those DSAs. So if you haven't done it, you still can. Now, are you bird-dogging 295 districts for those data sharing agreements, or are you having to work individual with schools within districts? It could be a little bit of both. So it could be that the DSA is shared through the district and then we give individual folks okay. access to it. So we have a list and we're trying to reach out to people and kind of connect with them to get those data sharing agreements signed. Um, but if you have questions about that, please reach out to me because I'd be happy to kind of connect you to our data, our data person and we can get you set up. Awesome. I think your uh, inbox is going to be really busy. Really busy. I'm okay with that. Anything else that uh, we haven't hit that uh, you see as a great resource that principals need to hear about before I put you on the spot with my favorite question? Oh, you know what? I just, I have already plugged the 12th year campaign, but I want to plug it one more time. The 12th year campaign is essentially our efforts to be a part of the American College Application Campaign, which encourages students to apply for college admission, and then uh, College Goal Washington, which is encouraging students to apply for financial aid. So if you're a part of the 12th year campaign, you're getting our resources for free. We have workbooks, we have handouts, we have everything you could possibly need already developed and printed, and we will happily send it to your school. Um, and we can send it to every single senior you have in your school. We are happy to do that. We don't want you to work harder by recreating the wheel. We want you to work smarter. So I think overall, the 12th year campaign is a fantastic resource, and we see results when a site is a 12th year site, their financial aid completion rates are higher on average. And that's because they have the support and they have the resources. Um, the other thing that we can offer through 12th year is we can do error repair. So we've had the ability to have Christina Winstead, who is a part of the 12th year program, connect directly with schools mm -hmm. to help them identify the students that have errors that they can fix, which can increase financial aid completion for your school, but also help those students access financial aid. I love your energy mm -hmm. on this. So if you could build your perfect world mm -hmm. around helping all kids make it into college or, mm -hmm. or their post-secondary dreams, mm -hmm. um, what would you do? I mean, what, what's your biggest frustration, I guess, in the system right now that mm -hmm. if you could just wave your magic wand to fix it, what would it be? Uh, removing the stigma, I think. I've worked in admissions where I talk to students about how to access higher education and there are some times where I know we are working with students on a day-to-day -day basis and the conversation about, have you thought about what you're going to do? We, we really focus in on what are you going to do? What are you going to do in the area they want to study? And some students don't fit into that trajectory so that college can mean so much more than just your traditional four-year college degree 
pathway. It mm -hmm. could be so many different things. It could be going on to get a certificate. It could be that a student starts at a two-year college and then transfers to a four-year college to get their bachelor's degree, or they take some time off after they graduate. Just giving students options to be informed, because if they're not informed, they don't have any options. So in my ideal world, students would have that high school and beyond plan, have it fully fleshed out, have it be kind of varied in from the beginning, and then have someone to connect with along the way, and then just allow them to make that smooth transition to when they're talking to that admissions counselor, or they're talking to the campus about leaving home and I'm trying something different they feel that same sort of level of support. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I have one last question for you. Yeah. And most people don't get out of the studio without answering this question. You're mm -hmm. obviously sitting in the AWSP mm -hmm. TV studio, the Principals Association. Mm -hmm. um, we love our principals. Mm -hmm. So I just want you to reflect back on your time in the K-12 mm -hmm. experience. Do you have a favorite principal that you remember and, and what it was a principal that stands out for you? My favorite principal was my Reeves Middle School principal. She was so kind and very sweet, and I felt really supported by her. And so from my personal experience with principals, she's definitely the first one that I think of when I think of my favorite principal. But my other favorite principal was my grandfather, who was a principal um, back in, I think, the 70s. And he was a principal um, up in the Clover Park District. And so he's actually probably my favorite. But it's really nice to have that personal connection for me. I come from a long line of educators. My dad was a teacher. My husband is a teacher. My uncle was a teacher. My grandfather was also a teacher of my mother, my grandmother. So for me, they're all sort of the pal and the principal is like a big part of who I am. Oh, my gosh. That mm -hmm. is the soundbite mm -hmm. of the century right there. <laughs> the pal and principal. <laughs> you bet. Uh -huh. Well, Yokiko, we can't thank you enough for being here today. I really appreciate and admire your advocacy for all kids uh, and really transforming the, the whole system. So it's awesome. Um, you have given our members, hopefully, um, some new resources and some ideas and some um, next steps for them and their kids in their school. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't caught all that, Yokiko over at the Washington Student Achievement Council, pretty sure that's a pretty easy website to find. Yeah. And it sounds like they have a ton of resources waiting for you. Mm -hmm. So um, Yokiko, thanks for being here. Yeah, Thanks absolutely. for your time. Thank you for having me. And uh, all of you, thanks for tuning in to another episode of A2SB TV. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. To catch all of our episodes, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can watch AWSB TV and our other great video content. If you have ideas for guests or topics you'd like to hear about, shoot me an email at david at awsp.org. We'll do our best to make it happen. On behalf for all of us at AWSP, we hope you tune in again. Keep up the great work for kids, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>